Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. Good day and welcome to Extreme Common Sense with your hosts, Trisden and Ray. We hope to leave some of the social polarization behind and dig into the gray area middle of society and politics. When the far left and the far right hate us, we will have succeeded. And here we are, Extreme Common Sense, back again. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Back again, yes, I agree. Trisden Reynolds here with Ray I thought White. there were no last names, damn Let's it. put him on here just today and see if uh, people, see if we can get a stalker. Smith. Maybe one of the Germans that watch will, will stalk us. The Germans listen. They don't watch. No. Maybe they do both. I wonder if the, the I know I told you off air. I don't know if I've said it on the show. What are we up to now? 15 of these? I think I've got 13 in my pad here, but when I was that's a kid probably not right. And was working at WVPO, Voice of the Poconos, which was about an hour. I grew up in North Jersey, and this was right out of college. And it was, um, you know, a real live radio station. And I used to work weekends, and this is no BS. There was a, there was and still is a large German population in the Pocono Mountains, and this fella Uva, who, with no offense to our German listeners, this guy looked like he was straight out of central casting for an SS soldier. He's like six oh, four, no. six four, blonde headed guy, big dude, you know, and he did the show all in German. So yeah. it it was Acht und 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 und, and then I would sit there with a needle waiting, and he would point to me, and I'd start, and it was bump all polka music, and the show was sponsored by Lufthansa, nice. and he did an hour every Sunday morning. So I sat there for an hour, having no idea what he was talking about, and he, he would peri- the only word you could understand would be he would periodically jump in and say da juice. <laughs> That one got by me. Hopefully not the case. Uh, (laughs) No, he's a very nice man, as I recall. Hey, my wife is half German. You know, Germans are to be respected. Feared, feared, but to be respected. As long as there's no artist presidents, I'm very good with uh, (laughs) with the Germans. Yeah, their history is, you know. But I'll tell you what, over the past 30 years, thank God, the Europeans are very thankful the Germans were there. And Angela, because they really propped up a lot of Europe. Yeah, that's true. The German economy. So I don't know how we got off on that. But, oh, German <laughs> listeners. That's yeah. cool. We have German that's listeners. Duncan. Duncan. Duncan Shane. Yeah. How about Don, that? Duncan Shane. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Germans and everybody else. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, Americans. America first. There you go. Germans second. Yeah. But today's going to be a fun show. We're bringing in a guest today. We're bringing our, our friend Brandon back. That's going to be Very fun. Very cool. Yeah. So Brandon has a bit of a history in... Jobs. So he's going to talk a little bit about jobs. And uh, I mean, you certainly hear plenty of stuff uh, these days on the, this $15 minimum wage that folks talk about. And well, you, they don't talk about as much anymore. No, uh, I that's think, something we can get into with Brandon, but um, sort of a de facto $10 minimum wage anyway. anyway. $750 does not exist. Yeah. But I mean, Walmart, I think, is starting people at 15 bucks an hour, aren't they? Yeah, that sounds right. And, you know, we're in central Kentucky, so this is not, you know, L.A. where, right. you know, the average uh, job is going to be 15, 18 bucks. Like, but right. it is going that way now, even here in rural America, where, you know, even a year ago, to think of $12, $13 starting out at a McDonald's or a Wendy's, you know, it's, it's, it's there. The economy has made that a reality even here. That's crazy. Yeah. It really is. 
So what have you been up to, man? Good week so far? Yeah. Well, you know, as we always say, never exactly sure when this show's going to air. I've been watching the World Series. Yeah. No, it's always tough. We bring up current events, and then people are right now, listening in December. Two, so. uh, it's 3-2 Atlanta moving back to Houston. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Go Cheaters. Well, that's a problem. Because like Altuve, I love that guy. He's five foot nothing. He's a gamer. He swings a baseball bat that's bigger than he is. But he seemed to be like the lead guy yeah. on the cheating. Remember, he, he was like wired, man. He had a wire or something on, didn't he? I don't remember Where they the, were the sending signal. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, I knew they were banging a, a like a, a trash can or something. So they would. And I think like, it even went beyond that, where they were electronically. Yeah, I, I don't remember the specifics. Just a but bit yeah, of was, a stain, you know. It was rough, but you know, man, I grew up as a Cincinnati Reds fan. I, you know, we shouldn't. And get you off only into wish sports, they'd have cheated to win but, more. Well, yes, <laughs> but the Braves in the West always beat the Reds. You know, through the '90s when I was in high school, so all my damn high school friends would look at me across the hall and do that stupid fucking tomahawk chop. The Braves always beat the Reds. Oh yes. my god! Oh, yeah. So yeah, yes, the tomahawk chop is chop. Is, so I don't hate the chop because it's, it's racist. I hate it because it's triggering say, it's to me personally. Politically incorrect as well. So right. yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. All right. So we have a guest. Yeah. You want to do the intro? Let's bring Brandon in. All right. Brandon, welcome to Extreme Common Sense with Tristan and Ray. How are you doing today, man? I am good. I'm so happy to be back on. We're going to get off topic. Oh wait, no, it's um, Extreme uh, Common Sense. Slightly off topic, man. That's slightly fine. off topic. That's fine. That is the nickname of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's perfectly fine. Well, did, thank you guys for having me back. Did you tell people that you were on with us? Did you? Oh help yeah, spread the word. I did. I shared it with a lot of my friends. Any um, critiques? Anybody say, "Oh God, I couldn't make it through." Um, no, I actually had one of my friends who. Um, he's not very much a podcast person, but his daughter has recently come out to him, um, and she he 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 was he's a good guy, but he was a little bit kind of iffy on it, and just kind of hearing everyone talk about it and getting some insight into it because he doesn't really know where to start. He actually thought it was really kind of a good place for him, and oh, very cool, you know. So it, it definitely did help him, you know. And That's I've had awesome. some people yeah. who told me that, like you know, I didn't really see it from that standpoint, and I he he said you know he was kind of internalizing it himself versus trying to see it from their point of view and kind of understanding where they're coming from. Uh, so yeah, you know. You, you help some person. You help one guy out with that episode for sure. Hey, well, you might want to give a quick overview of what Brandon and what we chatted about on Brandon's first visit. Yeah. So our, our previous visit, we definitely tackled uh, pronouns and a lot of uh, LGBTQ plus. Right. Brandon, if, uh, please correct me if I'm getting that wrong. No, you're but, good. Uh, yeah, we we tackled some of those issues. Of course, uh, Ray and I typically uh, for the most part straight straight white males brandon uh for the most part is there something you want to tell me well i've just thought about that time you and i had in the bathroom at galaxy but well uh, sexuality is a spectrum so we'll leave that (laughs) but yeah uh you know it was was really interesting (laughs) yeah no i I thought it was a great show great show and actually brandon was our first guest right yes and we've had three since so this it's cool well and and again sort of the catalyst for the show a little bit is bringing on people that at least have a segment of their personality that's a little bit different than a segment sure. of our personality. Absolutely. And having an open conversation because, I, you know, you can't – you know, Brandon and I were friends before we did the podcast. Right. But I couldn't go stand next to Brandon in his job and say, man, what's it like sure. to be gay? Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, it would be a weird thing for friends to talk and about, you know, right. to, and to just sort of have that conversation. But the podcast is sort of an excuse to have these conversations well, that you would get canceled for on social media. Do you remember – 
I don't know, he had like four different shows, but one of the Louis C.K. shows where one of the card players was a gay man, and they kept asking him at the card game, and he finally said, Jesus Christ, you guys ask me more about my sexuality than any of my gay friends do. You remember that? All the heterosexual guys? He's like, you know, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I think that was one of his HBO shows, Could if I'm been. not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so you remember that? Yeah, show? I remember that, yeah. And, I mean... You know, obviously, there are probably a lot of conversations that start with someone, you know, pretty much very much just like you would ask, because what's it like being gay, you know, or tell me about it, you know, and they're like, yes, let me speak on behalf of everybody. But (laughs) all being said. And they're also on the phone breathing heavy. Tell me more, Brent. Right. (laughs) Tell me more about. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to talk about numbers today. We're going to talk about jobs. But can I ask you this, Brandon, because we touched on it a little bit. Dave Townsend was a guest on our last show. Dave's an African-American buddy of mine. And I don't know how well or if at all you know Dave Chappelle's humor. But I watched um, his latest uh, special Netflix that he got in trouble for. And oh, then, yeah, The Closer. But, but the nearest I could gather, Brandon, was that Chappelle is pissed, not in any way at the gay and lesbian transgender community. He himself said, I'm actually jealous of the progress you guys have made. I'm 400 years carrying around my skin and still get treated like shit. And you guys have really made a lot of progress. What is it you've done? Is that, that was my take on it. That that's a a very scratching the surface kind of take on it. And, uh, you know, we're rolling into our, in our segment of slightly off topic. Let's go. Um, <laughs> we are. So let me let me give my general take on it. As someone who has watched snippets of it, I've not watched it all the way through in full disclosure. But um, from what I – just someone who has been a Dave Chappelle fan, I have seen most of his specials up until this one. Um First and foremost, I think there's a lot there's a you have to have some nuance with his take on it because one, taking away just how he kind of addresses and talks about trans individuals, that's a whole another can of worms. But one thing to take in mind is that when this is not the oppression Olympics, it's not a matter of, oh, well, gay people have it ro- ro- more worse than African-Americans or vice versa. No one is saying that. And in a way, that's kind of what he's saying. I mean, there's a line in his special where he yep. says, you know, if we just oiled up the slaves and put them in, you know, Speedos and whatnot, you know, we'd, we'd be done. We, we, you know, uh, racism would be over. And I mean, I'm paraphrasing no, that's here, close, but yeah. that's kind of what he said. Right. And the thing is, is that um, black trans people, trans people of color are more likely to suffer a violent offense. And the numbers on trans people's um, deaths are very much skewed because when a trans person is killed, a lot of times they are documented as what they were their what they were legally or what they were assigned at birth so a lot of times people say oh well there's not that much trans violence mm. but you can't really classify trans violence because the simple matter is is that a lot of it's miscal- misreported or it's done in different names or whatnot so it just looks like oh a guy died when it's really a person who identifies as a woman and so on so when he makes statements like you know you you've progressed so far Ideally, it's we've progressed in a way for white LGBTQ people, okay, people of color who are who are in the LGBTQ community. They they're still very much to coin a phrase on the back of the bus, right? And when media portrays most gay people as white, very 
uh, you know, very watered down, you know, like just maybe the effeminate guy and the couple that lives down the street who really are into interior design and they have a lot of poodles, you know, you, you think, okay, wow, gay people have come so far, but they're not everyone is, you know, is in that same struggle. So what, uh, um, and we promise we'll get to jobs. What, Mm -hmm. Not what, but how much does, and we asked Dave this, uh, Dave Townsend, as a white person, I often hear, generally from my conservative friends, honestly, who say, you know, the black community struggles greatly with homosexuality. Yeah, we've made some inroads maybe, but black people, boy, that's an, a, a, an issue they don't want to talk about. Now, Dave, I think Dave's answer was he cited maybe the Christian faith played a role in the black community. But would you agree with that statement? And then we'll get to Brandon, that it seems to be black folks still struggle maybe the way white folks did in, in I, the 60s? I don't necessarily think it's it's fair to put it on black folks. I think it's a Christian thing. Okay. And, and I so think I think that's what if said. you look in the rural areas here, you know, the There's folks that are extra opposition. Christian have not found a way to mentally accept gay folks yeah. as much yeah. as those people that aren't as Is that kind of your take I, on it? Well... And, and to, I guess for the record, it's, Brandon's of mixed race. I am a mixed race. Um, my father, just to recap, my father was from Burma or Myanmar now, and my mom was European, but uh, or white, however you want to say it. But I think the biggest take on when you're dealing with this, and again, I'm just going from things I've read from you know P, uh, you know African American points of view. Um, there is there there's already a very hard dynamic for masculinity and ma- the male figure in a black household right. in the black community because it's like you know if you you know you gotta you, you have to be strong you you know especially where you're coming from you can't be you can't be weak you can't be seen as weak you can't do weak things um, you know so if you are quote you know homosexual or what have you then you know that's being a quote weak black person and that's just bringing it down for everybody and this is a gross simplification by all means don't don't hate me but um you know so i think there is there's a there's probably the the religious component of it um but i also think a lot of it is just you know societal views as well i mean i think that's why a lot of cisgender individuals have a problem with homosexuality because it goes against that grain, which, frankly, we, you know, we all deal with uh, a culture of toxic masculinity. Sure we you do. know, oh, if you cry, you show emotion. That's you right. know, it's you're, you're weak. You know, you're less than. Um, there, there's something coming out. I don't know if anyone here is a hockey fan, but um, Chicago yes, team. That's a crazy you know, story. Uh, yeah, this yes. guy got molested, assaulted, right. sexually assaulted you know by a, by no, a, yeah. a, a so. I forget the team. It's Chicago it Blackhawks. Yeah. Um, the player got assaulted by a, one of the assistant coaches, and the team pretty much covered it up. And this but, is during their championship years, like 2010. Sexually yeah. assaulted? Yes. He was sexually yes. assaulted by a coach. Yeah. Um, he he came. Pretty bizarre story. He, he reported it to the coaches. The coaches all met. They were aware of it, but they just swept it under the rug. And then the person yeah. who assaulted that guy then went out and assaulted a, a woman. So he assaulted two people. They swept it under the rug. It's come out in the light. But during that time, and this, there's a point, I promise. During that time, the player who has come out because it, he, you know, he was pretty much John Doe up until recently. He came out and said, "I faced so much homophobic backlash from my teammates at that time because I was assaulted. 
I asked for wow. it. It was brought on me, just like what women go through with rape culture. Sure. You know, it is a part of that toxic masculinity. And I think a lot of that comes into play with the African-American community. Right. We can't be weak. They're already trying to bring us down. You know, don't give them any uh, fuel. You know, you got to be a strong, tough individual. So I think that's where that's, that's a, a big point. component of yeah. it. Yeah. So a player was sexually assaulted by a coach. Yeah. And went to the front office, got nowhere. Brandon's point, he took a lot of chiding and ribbing and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's a pretty terrible story. Uh-huh. And it was do- and I think one of the reasons making it even worse is because that was during that run that Chicago had. They won a Stanley Cup, played for another one, so they didn't want to upset the apple cart. Wow. Know, by getting sidetracked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, if I might, to add a little levity, their Modern Family, one of my favorite shows, and you know Nathan Lane plays one of the friends of uh, gay and uh, of uh, of the gay couple Cam and uh, Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, and there's it's terrible, I know, but there's one show where one of they're all gathered together, about ten fellas, and the one guy says, "I have to leave. I'm going to the Blackhawks game." And Nathan Lane says, "They can name teams that now." He says, "Blackhawks, Blackhawks." <laughs> oh my god! Good god! And then later in the show, it comes up again, and he goes, "I hear it every time." <laughs> That's pretty good. I freaking love Nathan Lane. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. Jersey guy. Jersey guy. He is uh, uh, only murders in the building. Yeah, yes. Nathan Lane plays a good. I, character I'm not in caught that. up on it all, but when I saw him in there, I'm like, I know. Like we got Steve Martin. We've got. It's you know, a great it's, show. It's a really I don't know. good show. I have to watch it. Yeah. All right, so jobs, numbers. We've got an an expert. Do we have an expert? Well, Ray with the best segue I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were in radio, Ray. You get segue better than me. So uh, I I actually you know I I'm a big fan of your podcast. I will say that now. I I'm religious about listening. Seriously? I am every week. Uh, well, I am like cool. I, t- I if an episode is dropping, I'm texting Tristan my thoughts who, on who, it. Who do you like more? No. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Talk. You really are weird on these segues. <laughs> All right. Um, I told you there was a little bit of homosexuality between, you know. Yeah. Oh, Lord so Lord. I, I just, just I, I'm not going to claim to be some type of jobs expert. I don't work for, you know, anything major. But um, my background before, I, I right now I, I'm, a, I'm a manager for a car dealership. But prior to that, I worked and my last job was I've had a lot of management roles. I have worked with HR. I did a lot of hiring, um, new hire training, employee retention. Uh, I've also, I mean, my last job, essentially, I worked very closely in an HR role hiring people. And then, unfortunately, firing people. And this was a major company that had, like, thousands of employees. So I feel like I can probably give you some insight and some details into what we're dealing with and what we're seeing. At least when people say, because I hate this argument, well, if we have a $15 minimum wage, it's going to tank the economy and nobody wants to work. And I'm, I'm in the situation we're in right now. We've gotten rid of unemployment benefits, the extended stimulus benefits, and everything else. People are still not working, so that was you know a, uh, that, that was just a you know a conservative. Um, I don't know what's that expression. Talking point. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just loved. Oh, the government's giving these people money, and they just keeping them from working. Really? Yeah. That's how that is. And to to play devil's advocate, I am very much aware that there are people in this world, let alone this country, who do not want to work, right. who would rather stay at home and everything else. But let's not glorify benefits. Let's not glorify social safety nets like food stamps and disability and everything else because when you make 6 or 700 dollars a month on disability, you're not exactly living high on the hall. That's exactly right. Let's just be no. blunt about that. Exactly right. 
Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I grew up on um, every welfare program in the world. and yeah, You do work that into every show, man. I yeah, yeah, and you know what? I wear that as a badge of honor, yeah, I think. I'm going to – I will step right there with you, Tristan, when I say that, you know what, I grew up poor as well. My father was out of the picture at an early age. My mom was – my mom had a lot of health problems, so working tough. was hard for her. And I remember there was a period where she was only pretty much living off of – child support and food stamps that was it my mom unfortunately to qualify for disability it's not a simple matter of snapping your fingers and you get it it can sometimes take years and i remember she didn't possibly get her disability benefits which was only about 600 and something dollars a month Mm -hmm. but she didn't end up getting it until probably she i was in maybe junior high or um, high school so I mean, we're not. Let's not glorify exact that same system. story for me and and people that probably aren't familiar with that disability system. Part of the deal is they just deny you for a bit, like they just do. Like nobody walks in, and maybe there's extreme circumstances where both of your legs have been chopped off and yes. you can't talk. That maybe it's expedited, but you know I had multiple family members. Uh, get well-deserved disability benefits and nobody got it in the first two years like nobody i mean yeah. you get an attorney and you go in for what you need it for and you fight and it's well you could probably still do this job you know and, and they it's not an easy thing it's yeah. not a fun thing it's not glamorous mm-hmm. at all and then when you finally get it here's your 632 dollars so a funny, month because people don't know that right and i'm getting educated too because the assumption is that oh, the government's there to just hand money out when in fact there's a heck of a arduous process right to become probably a little you know, eligible food stamps a little easier i'm sure there's you know disability stuff substantially easier but yeah if you want a, a check from the government consistently um, you know, before retirement age, it's not an easy process. Yeah. No. Yeah. And you should be aware of that. I mean, and, and in some cases, you know, depending on what kind of benefits you may apply for, it could all, and you get approved for, it can knock you out of other benefits. Right. So like, for example, I remember that my father paid about $500 a month in, in, in child support, mm-hmm. if he paid it, mind you. Right. Yes. But he would pay that, and my mom would get about maybe – $800 a month in food stamps. As soon as she got approved for her disability, she got $175 of food stamps. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Isn't that so those crazy? So it's like, so again, yeah. when people sat there, and now, again, this is just my experience. Yeah, sure. I don't want anyone out there saying, well, it's different. But for me, that was my experience and what I saw. So, yeah. um, and of course, on disability, you uh, most of the time they base it off of what you've paid into it. See, I've often you know said what you this. like, what you have, um, what you've been taxed on and stuff. And I knew that Social Security. Yeah. I wasn't aware they, they that tie a lot of that into disability into too. That. I yeah. did not. If know not, that you either. just get like a base, like median income, and right. go go from there. Yeah, same yeah. thing happens with Medicare. They take a hundred and seventy-five or two hundred dollars stipend out of your Social Security check really? every month. Yeah, so a lot of those things. But uh, you know, I've often said this, and you know, both you guys probably i would assume would agree with this for these people and again we don't want to pick but largely conservatives how the poor have it great and i know you've said you know your mom was fortunate to get medical care that she needed but if you think the poor have it so freaking great in this country trade places Mm -hmm. and how many people are going to do that you know they don't have it great it's arduous there's no nobility in poverty i think that's the biggest thing right when you have to choose every month between paying the electric bill or the mortgage that just wears you down 
that just wears you down. It wears you out. And it's a really difficult place to find yourself. Right. And I think the government does a good job of giving you just enough money that you won't die. Like you can, you can afford ramen noodles. You probably can get whatever the absolute barest, cheapest apartment is and probably pay for that. You know, so why does that misconception (laughs) exist then? Why are so many of our conservative friends out there saying, Oh, these freaking poor people have it made, have it made. How many times have you heard that? I mean, it's just such horseshit. They pick and choose. I mean, you'll see somebody, you know, for example, somebody that might be on welfare and then you, you buy a fake, Louis Vuitton purse at a flea market for 10 bucks. Oh, look at the welfare queen and her Louis Vuitton oh, purse. And that you. becomes a viral video that some woman has this, you know, $600 purse. Really, it's something she bought at a flea market. Look, bucks. these people are, you know, folks that have been on, yeah, I've been on welfare, I've been on food stamps, fuel assistance, Section 8, the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. You're not. Nothing is easy at that point. Like, it's not, oh, I'm, so. I'm rolling. Like, yeah, you, you eat. You eat okay. I mean, you know, food stamps are phenomenal. You know, yeah, you're not eating the best food, typically. Yeah, no, there's a lot of crummy food that's cheap. But, yeah, uh, yeah so. Well, so I think a lot of them, um, there was an episode, maybe it was your, again, I, I, I'm, I always feel weird trying to reference episodes because the time it has no meaning right. <laughs> here. Right, but right, right, right. There was an episode where you guys were talking about how, and, and, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but you said about how, like, it's very much America's kind of individual. It's about the individual, right. not so much about, you know, like, the group. The group. It's like, yeah. you know, everybody's worried about mine. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of applies to how people are like, okay, well, you know, someone's getting something for free. Right. Someone's getting something and they didn't put the hard work in yep. or whatever for it. Or I'm struggling. Why do they not get, only get to struggle just a little bit less? Right. And when you mentioned that welfare queen, that was a wonderful, I mean, I will. I, I, I use air quotes when I yeah, said it. Yeah. Yes. That's and all I, the way back and to I the will Reagans. Say, that's yeah, and back I, to the ooh, that's one of the that's that's one of those things when it comes to Reagan where yeah. I could devote a whole episode just trashing that man. Exactly. But, but our Democratic friends sometimes just don't help themselves. Somehow this trial balloon got floated about every immigrant, illegal or not, getting $400,000. I was at dinner the other night and I heard it come up. It's like, that's wow. not going to happen. The Trust fa- me. No, the, the fascinating oh, thing to me is is that the middle class – and, ugh, man, how to word this – but the middle class gets so mad – that the poor folks get food stamps, or right. that the poor folks get six hundred dollars, you know, a month, or, or uh, child support, whatever they get. They're never mad at this government that doesn't do anything for them. It's always, I mean, the government does a great job at scapegoating poor people. Why do people never sit back and say? That's bullshit. I should get, you know, I work 40 hours a week through a pandemic. I should get a couple hundred extra bucks in food stamps as a bonus or whatever. Mm -hmm. Why are we always so mad at poor people and not a government that tends to largely forget about the middle class? I always say, look, the rich people are well taken care of. Poor people, pretty good health care. But the middle class seems to miss everything. And why are we mad at the poor people because of that and not the government? Because the middle class is – the middle class has been eroding for the last couple of generations, if not more so. But unfortunately – most you know most of your income comes from middle class households right. and therefore we're the ones who carry the the tax burden so right. when we're struggling as middle class individuals when we're struggling a lot of the times you know it's just 
stay in silence because we are, you know, we're the ones who are paying the bills essentially. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're definitely not taxing the Ritz. Right. You know, so. And, and that's another odd thing. So he's talking about um, looking at, at the poor. You got to do that while we're trying to do a show. You can't focus. I thought you were a radio guy. No, there's there's no such thing as multitasking. That's a whole other show. But we're just not built for it. But uh, I tell my kids all the time, and then they prove it to me. Um, But, you know, it's the same thing. Why do people who are never going to be Jeff Bezos think they are and want him protected? That 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 is the Amer- that is that is my mind, man. That is the that is the biggest lie from right. No, no, no. It's the biggest lie of the American dream because that's why we have people from other countries coming here. That's what we're all spoon-fed growing up. If you work hard, if you keep your head down and no and you you can make something of yourself and you can be the next Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. But I'm sorry no amount of hard work and no amount of girl boss stickers on your car is going to make you a millionaire. Those are few and far between. You're more likely to get struck by lightning while having sex with a supermodel on the 4th of July. But what a way to, to go Bezos. out, though. What a way yeah, to go out. Pretty good. Hey, good guys, and, and uh, while we're having a lighthearted moment, and to reference Ray, he was mad. I was taking a couple pictures for Facebook a second ago. No, not mad at all. It's just disconcerting because <laughs> all of a sudden I'm seeing myself, and no, I can't do two things at once. So uh, with that said, guys, good time to take a, a little pause. We don't have sponsors yet, but I like that. we yeah. hope to have sponsors yes. pretty soon. So... Since we're new to the podcast game, don't have these sponsors, and before we hire our full-time sales staff, although interviews are ongoing, we want to use this time to pick out a small independent business at random and give them a free plug. This week, our head writer and production assistant, Matilda, found a little web-based business we can hopefully take to new heights. She wrote up a commercial that I will read right now. Bitcoin is a decentralized digital currency. Without a bank or single administrator that can be sent from user to user on the peer-to-peer Bitcoin network, without the need for intermediaries, transactions are verified by network nodes through cryptography and recorded in the public distributed ledger called a blockchain. Folks, when it's time to hire a hitman or pay off your bookie before he breaks your leg, try Bitcoin. Bitcoin, like cash, only better. Guys, as you listen to our podcast, please remember to patronize Small local mom and pop businesses like Bitcoin. <laughs> that's that's probably as much uh, as I've ever heard explained about Bitcoin, and still don't have a clue. Now, did you see last week when Brody uh, Brody when Brady broke Brady broke? That's tough. Say it ten times. The six hundred became the first quarterback in NFL history to throw for six hundred touchdowns. Mike Evans threw the ball into the stands. Don't say last week, but yes, I saw it. Oh, it it's you're been right. a few weeks Thank ago. You. Yes, yeah, a few weeks back when, Br- when Brady broke the record and Mike Evans threw the ball into the stands. One of the yeah. things that guy got was a freaking Bitcoin. Did you know that? Did not know that. Right. So they he, he, he could not have got a full. So Bitcoin. they throw the football to you, Brandon, and they realize this is an historic football. All right, sir. What will it take to get it back from you? So they negotiate with him. He gets two season tickets next year to the Bucks. He gets a signed Brady jersey, a signed pair of game worn Brady cleats. He gets a signed Mike Evans jersey who who caught the pass and he gets a Bitcoin. He did Which not get a Bitcoin. Worth like $57,000 or something, right? Well, they act- they actually do have like um, actual tangible Bitcoins that have like some type of assigned value to them. Holy shit. I did not see this. Yeah. So he got yeah, a son Bitcoin. Of a gun. He's Googling me because he doesn't trust me, Brandon. No, you- not not at all. Yes, yes. <laughs> just like Jaeger, another yeah, friend of ours. Sixty-three thousand dollar Bitcoin, which is fair because you know one of the things I thought about this guy who who caught the ball, he gave it up for not much. 
Can so I, good for him because the ball is probably worth the uh, half, three quarters of a yeah, million dollars. Right. Like so, bitcoins. I've that's, heard that's people good. say I'd have never done it. I wouldn't have given it up. Can I just put a plug in for Irish bullshitters? Absolutely. So if you're an our, our second sponsor, Irish bullshitters. If you're an embellisher of stories, you have to be allowed that. The Irish are the best at it. It's my lineage. Now I have a friend who will sit with his phone and check everything you say in real time as you say it. You just, you know, the fish was this big. You just have to be allowed that. But anyway, but on, a, on the a pod- huge digression. On the podcast, if we're st- stating something as fact, <laughs> See, yes. I put my phone on airplane mode because I don't want it to go off. So, But I know it's a resource. But no, I think right. once a week so, your phone actually goes me, off Well, I started here, to put so. it on airplane okay. mode. So, so let's start it today only. Back to jobs, another segue. Let me throw this <laughs> at you, Brandon, and okay. also Trisden. So uh, it, it seems to be two things happened out of covid Wages increased, which is wonderful. You know, you don't even really hear Bernie Sanders right now saying, why don't you do it? You're good with voices. $15 an hour. You guys want some Bernie Sanders? Yeah, $15 an hour and, you know. $15 an hour? It's the least we can do. I'm Bernie Sanders. I don't know. I I didn't practice. Well, that's great. But but really, it's sort of de facto happened, right? Wages have increased. But the area that really seems to have taken a beating is – Fast food, dare I say, low-end fast food mm-hmm. jobs. Well, but I, I just I wanted to stick to McDonald's since maybe we can get them as a local little something next week. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll we take a look do. at that. We'll yeah. see. We'll see who who does the commercial. But here's the take of uh, I heard a friend of mine say, and I don't disagree with it. Those places were closed for a number of months, six, eight, some a year, and the people who were working those jobs stepped away from them, and in that downtime realized. These are just miserable jobs, and I'm not going back. You said it. Yeah, okay, so you put some merit in that. Yeah, I mean, as someone who has worked in the service industry, I mean, I started working when I was, I mean, technically my first real job was when I was 16, but as far as, like, I was working much younger than that, and um, I'll, I'll circle back around to child labor in a moment, but... The service industry is it, it's a very taxing industry. Um, prime case, prime example. My my, uh, my lovely little um, pseudo goddaughter got a job at McDonald's. She's in high school. Cost her seventy dollars to get this job. She had to buy special shoes. Pants, uniform. She had to get a food handling license. So, and then she is working the most random asinine shifts in the morning and the night. All the and, and they're just going for it because hey, you know, so many kids are you know at home right now. So your school can be your school can your your hours or whatever. Now she's no longer right. there, but I mean the stuff that she was having to do, like that no 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 sixteen year old should happen to be do this. Right. But also the service industry is a very crappy industry, and you know you you're not paid well. Your benefits suck. Right. You are if treated you poorly. Yeah. If you have any, and then your customers are awful to you. <laughs> there you go. You know, you and so it's lot. like. I mean, so just imagine that, you know, you're working through a pandemic, you're putting your family, your own health on the line every day to go to a job, and then you got some, um, you know, person cussing you out because you got their order wrong, or they didn't understand how to order it to begin with, or what have you. How many YouTube videos of people just losing their mind on these kids making $7, $8 an hour in these drive-thrus? Just 
But awesome. let me add this, and I swear, maybe this is just personal experience, but I wouldn't think so. Doesn't it seem like every – let's just pick on McDonald's since they're the biggest and we can't get them in trouble. seems like every time you're in a McDonald's, there's like a 30-, 35-year-old quote-unquote manager with about – Six 16-year-olds, and he or she is just miserable. Why didn't you put salt on it? Do you know what I'm saying? They're sure. just wearing these kids out. I mean, I manage 20, 20-year-olds, 20 and I think they like coming to, to their place of employment, and I understand all that. I'm not going to wear – you know, we want them to do the right thing, but this person's in there because their title is manager, and they're just giving these kids what for. Am I wrong? And just making it miserable. I've I mean, to Brandon's that. point, I've it's, seen that yeah, for sure. yeah. It's just a, uh, we, we've they're, seen they're that. Just, they're just shitty jobs. But they as are. someone who – has you know someone who has worked and i mean i've worked in retail i've worked for walmart before i've worked for verizon um i've worked in a call center taking phone calls you know um just shoot me now i mean these are (laughs) i've done it customer service is is already hard and there's there's so much entitlement on top of it and then when you are dealing with something that someone gets a tangible item Oh, I mean, it just goes to another level. No, absolutely right. Yeah, those service jobs. And, and so I, I guess you're right. I'm picking on fast food, but you could extend it I'm to not, service I'm, I'm, Give are, us some insight on what could make those jobs better. Well, what would you what I think would you Isn't Walmart taking a few strides? They seem to be getting I think a, a lot of places better. are so, now. They have to. I mean, yeah. I, I think right now they're, we're in the middle of what's being coined the great resignation. You yes. know, people are like, if yeah, I I've had friends who – you know, they have quit their jobs. They've started new businesses. They, they're doing side gigs. They're like, if yep. I'm going to struggle, I'm going to struggle on my terms. Why am I going to go give 40 plus hours a week to this place that That's is really not taking care point. of me? If now, struggle, struggle I think, I think what needs to be done is, you know, better scheduling options for people, better work at home opportunities. If that's an industry that can do that, mm-hmm. better pay. And I don't mean some BS. We're giving you a hero bonus for <laughs> a, a month or two and then taking it away. Because I think that when you give a one time bonus, at least you know how to kind of accommodate and take that. When you're given a job increase and then they take it away, mm. you know, that's, that is, you know, that's not going to, that, that's like seeing like, oh yeah, we could do that for you, so but we're taking it away. So a lot of industries like Kroger, for example, and I shop at Kroger, I'm not trying to dog them, right. but they gave their employees a hero bonus. So they would make more money per hour. So instead of getting paid, let's say $13 an hour, they ended up getting paid like $17 an hour, but they only did it for like three or four this months. This was pandemic related. Yes. And I then they you. pulled yeah. it out. And a lot of industries have done that. Yeah. And um, that is crappy. That doesn't exactly yeah. fill you with desire to go back, right? Because it is hard to take money back from people. Yeah. And yeah. then, of course, think of it like, and then, I mean, and then we see, it with, we see it with nurses. Especially. You know, nurses get paid so much per hour, but then travel nurses right. and other third party healthcare staff come in and they're paid. You know, yes. almost double what yes. they're making, and I mean, so that this type of stuff, you know, money is going to be a motivator. Now, it is. I I, it I feel is. like if you pay your employees good, that's great, right. but also good benefits because I am I am very much on the side that if a company uh, and, and and mainly I'm looking mostly at corporations, but when if a corporation can get by with cheap labor or they can afford to not pay you. They will. This is my uh, comment on that. And this is probably something, Brandon, you've listened to these shows. You've probably say, yeah, you say that every other show. But I am pretty pro-middle class guy, if you haven't noticed that uh, on our podcast here. But 
One of the problems I have with these guys, and this is sort of a right-wing talking point, right? Like pay these people basically as little as you can. If it's minimum wage, you know, a lot of right-wing places will do that, not to make it politics only. Here's my problem with that. These people that are making these little bit of money at a Wendy's, at a McDonald's, at some of these starter jobs or whatever – Okay, that's fine for high schoolers that are living at home, I guess. If they want to work for it and the the economy bears that out, then fine. But these people that need these jobs full-time in a lot of these rural areas, these are their full-time, real, grown-person jobs. Mm -hmm. The middle class, Ray, myself, Brandon, we shouldn't have to pay to supplement Walmart. We shouldn't have to pay – because these people are on food stamps, they're you know drawing fuel assistance section eight whatever. Look, they have to be making a wage so that they don't qualify for government benefits. Because we should not, as the working middle class, have to supplement Walmart, who's paying no taxes. Jeff Bezos, who's paying no taxes. Well, so- see, that's the thing, isn't it? I think what you just another way to say what you just did is that liberals and conservatives, for the most part, in my world, the ones that I know of each would agree that people willing to go to work every day shouldn't constantly fall behind. To the point Brennan made before, you've got some people who don't want to work. They don't want to help themselves. That's kind of a separate issue. But if you're willing to go to work every day and you're only making eight bucks an hour, you you shouldn't be falling behind if you're getting up every day, putting your pants on, work boots, and going out there, right? That's kind of what you're saying? Sure. And and it shouldn't be up to us to subsidize them. There should be something else for them. Yes. And so if these companies are making, you know, billion-dollar profits every year, yet we have to go to work and pay our taxes to pay for these folks uh, to eat, uh, yeah, that system is broken. I mean, I I am very much on the side that if you work a full-time job, what if you're working a legitimate full time job? You should not have to be struggling. I, I, I don't want. I don't want to hear any. T- um, I am I, checked out on any argument that says, "Well, you know." First and foremost, there is the big. There is a lie about unskilled labor. If you are selling a product, service, good, what have you, if it is something that you are feeling it is worth your money for, then that person who is providing it to you should not have to be struggling in poverty to bring it to you. Right. It's when we look down on people like, oh. Well, that's a trash man. I don't care if the trash man makes minimum wage mm-hmm. or whatever. We need to make sure that we they they are able to live their they can live their life and get paid a proper wage. Yeah, that's right. That I should be the end of story. Disagree. Yeah, and if you know, you maybe aren't going to live in a mansion necessarily, but if you know if you're happy doing what you're doing for that amount but yes you shouldn't be to the point where we have to pay for your food if you're working 40 hours a week or your kids food yeah you should be a living wage and i suppose that is what happens in scandinavian countries with um with their social program so there's a social safety net below which you can't fall doesn't preclude capitalism doesn't preclude you know the building of a better mousetrap and getting compensated accordingly but there's just a social safety net beyond which you don't fall and i'm not sure i know you defend america's um protection of the poor i don't know that we do that so well i think you need to look uh, to europe to, oh yeah to I'm, see, I'm not saying that we're the best at it better. no i think our health care system for the poor is mostly okay yeah I, I wouldn't say that necessarily we take care of the poor very well you know having grown up there's some yeah. things like you're not going to probably die of starvation with food stamps right. necessarily right, but right. no as far as like are our poor doing great or to and, and i'm unfamiliar with a lot of how europe treats the poor but no i really liked what andrew yang wanted to do uh, a, a couple of years ago with uh, the universal basic income i like the idea of people not 
working jobs because they literally are, uh, you know. Well, I think a lot of they, that. There's no other choice but to work the worst job. Like I, you should have the freedom to be able to try to find something. But I that think suits his you. thought on that going forward is that automation is going to be replaced. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, will. there's going to sure. have to be there's, a reckoning at some yeah, point. Yeah, there's. We are going to see as technology and whatnot progresses. We are going to see corporations come. You know, businesses, no matter the scale. If they can have cheap labor or they can get rid of the cost of labor, they will do so. It's that simple. I have a friend who was in a steak and shake. We name names here. And as we said before, we're not picking on anybody. It's just it happened to them. There was not a human. It was kiosks where you put your order in. Oh, wow. Yeah. Th- yeah. That is the so, future. That's I mean, I you think so. You go into a supermarket right now, you will see how how fast there will be maybe two or three registers Live open. Cashiers, yeah. And the rest is, you know, but there's like 15 self-checkout because, right. hey, there, there only needs to be one or two attendants standing by the, the self-checkouts to make sure you're okay. But then there's 15 ways for you to get out of there. Absolutely. And Brandon, I had probably 15 questions for you for today. And I think maybe we, we talked about one. I think part of this show is we think we'll have a lot more time to dive into right. an issue. We tip, touch so the tip. So then he's got to come back. Yeah, you got to come back. Mm-hmm. We touched the, the tip of the iceberg on so many things. Well, and then throw we, one question at him. You say you had questions written down? I do. But, but I do have one question well, for knock you. knock it out. And, and this is um, – one of the ones I got from what you said when you were in HR, I'm very curious, and you've probably got to have one. What's your best hiring or firing story? Do you have a good story where somebody just was a lunatic in either the interview process or the you're getting fired process? So uh, hiring and firing. Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. Okay. So I had a – I, so my last job was an at-home call center. You know, we hired about maybe probably four or 5,000 people throughout the U.S. to take full-time calls for a, you know, for tech support and whatnot. And someone applied. And, you know, they definitely, they went through the background check. Everything seemed good. And then they went ahead and got hired, went through training. Um, and then for whatever reason, they guess they dropped off. Well, Come back again, you know, but they came back with a different name. And they had a, and pretty much this person, I don't know how this is, um, a, this is a question for HR, but this person applied for our company like maybe five or six times, had different names, different, different socials, <laughs> was getting hired. And literally in the, in the interview on camera, she had different looks. Well, wow. She had different looks, different wigs, so everything. M- maybe we finally found all these illegal voters that voted for Biden. It was this lady. This is this is the. Uh, it wasn't a lie. Trump was Case right. Closed. This lady has been uh, running around oh, voting with for each personality. Well, Brandon, again, I feel like we just great. started the darn conversation, and I know we're we're all sort of working right now, so we've all kind of probably got to get back to work right. here pretty soon. But Brandon, it's an absolute pr- pleasure as Thank always you. having you on. Absolutely, and so we'll definitely bring fun. you back. For sure, assuming you're willing. Yeah, of course. I always enjoy. I'm a big fan. I like listening to you guys. So, yeah, by all means. Well, we appreciate you. All right. Well, Ray, you want to do our thank yous and close us out? I think that's your purview, man. I you you've got your little script. I screw it up. I don't have a script. Well, we're thanking Troy. Thanking Troy Studios, which is great. We're thanking Stove Leg, which is Nate. 
That's Nate, yeah. Uh, Matilda, I guess you got to thank her. Yeah, Matilda with for, for, yeah, for writing, writing up a little up bit that, today. That yeah. was helpful. She got another one for the next show? Uh, you know what? No. Uh, next show, I think Lloyd, our uh, booking assistant, wrote, wrote the next okay. one. So, yeah, that'll Some be. People I need to meet. You haven't met the team? <laughs> they, you got to start showing up for well, our staff in, meetings. Are they in right? Little Rock? Well, mostly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's where the home office is. That's what I thought. Yeah. So. All right, yeah, thanks, everybody. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Like, subscribe, check us out on Facebook, uh, whatever you can do. We, We sure appreciate you listening. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Tristan and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week.